Om namo narayanaya. Jai Swami Narayan. Namaste. Welcome back. It is May 6th at about 9 o'clock in the morning here in Portland, Maine. Welcome to my little humble, small little place on the internet. Would you please join me in chanting the Gayatri Mantra? Om Bhavasavaha Tat Savite Parenyambago Jimahidyo Yonafchodayat. I actually have some new mantras I'm going to be bringing to all of you. I've been chanting some Lakshmi mantras, not yantras, and I also found one of Krishna that I'm going to be bringing that I think. I think you'll be hearing a lot more, but I got to do a little research on it. Very excited about that. I would now like to read from a book that I picked up recently for just a few bucks, and it's kind of interesting. A little different for this channel, though. <laughs> it's called Pope Francis, His Life in His Own Words. And this is a series of uh, interviews that Pope Francis did when he was still a cardinal on his life and his feelings and everything. And Pope Francis is a fascinating guy. I was very happy to see when he became Pope and some of the changes he made, though now I'm mm, wishy-washy on that. <laughs> but this isn't a Catholic channel. But I couldn't find anything relevant today's theme. This seems relevant, and you'll see why. I will tie it in. Here is a short something that he said a few years ago, uh, while still living in Argentina. History does seem to be somewhat calamitous, a moral disaster, a chaos of holistic possibilities. When you see the empires built at the cost of so much bloodshed and the oppression of entire peoples, when you see genocides like those of Armenia and the Ukraine and the Jews, if you look at our recent events here in this country, and even not so recent events, it's enough to make you hold your head in your hands. Today, at Mass, we read a passage from Genesis about how God regretted having created man because of all the evil things he has done. That is the key to interpreting history. Of course, Whoever wrote it was not narrating historical fact, but merely giving a theological interpretation of human malice. So what is the word of God telling us? Well, it says that there are times in history when the dignity of man becomes debased. However, later on, it reappears. And that is a theme that runs through this channel a lot. Things are dark. But it comes back. A word I use often is hope. We must have hope in the word of God, this word or the words I share in this channel, usually, that whatever darkness is upon us will change. Whatever calamities we face will get better. We must have hope that tomorrow will be better than today. Because the other option as he said, it puts your head in your hands. So today is a special day, and I decided to do a special show in honor of it. 
I'm laying in bed the other night. My girlfriend's on TikTok, and I and I said to her, "Oh, you remember the coronation is sometime this month?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's Saturday." I'm like, "What? It, it's Saturday already?" <laughs> and so I was like, "I just was like, okay, I got I got to do something." So as of right now, uh, due to the six hour time change for me, the world now has a new king of England, King Charles the Third. And I wish him the best. I wish him a good reign. Um, he's actually a year older than my mom, <laughs> which is kind of odd to think. But then we have a, as I mentioned in the last show, we have a presidential candidate who's the age of my girlfriend. It's kind of weird when you get old. <laughs> and uh, I, I do wish him the best. And we don't know what he'll be like. We honestly don't. We can predict. We can say, well, here's his personality. Here's his track record. Here's what he's done. Here's what we might expect, um, ignoring future world events we can't predict. But we truly don't know. And I'm going to use the example of American President Chester Arthur, who you probably won't remember, but he's actually really cool. He's famous for the big bushy sideburns um, or mutton chops. So he was a New York politician, a stooge of the Tammany Hall world. He was as corrupt as it got. He was paid off to do what his bosses told him to do. He was involved in a big scandal that just seemed to never end with the um, civil service exam. So when he was living in New York and part of the New York scene, the civil service exam to get you a government job was three questions or maybe four. If you subscribed and were a dues-paying member of the political party in power, so let's say you were a Republican and the party in power was a Republican, you would pass the exam. You didn't even have to show up for it. You would automatically pass. You would also have to pay like 4 to 5% of your income every year to the Republican Party or the whatever the party it was because they've changed over the years. You have to pay that because if you didn't, they would get rid of you and then you might lose your job. Now, if you were of the other political party and you went to take the civil service exam, you will fail instantly. Without question, you would fail. You might show up and there would be no one there and they would declare that, oh, you never showed up and thus you failed. Or you would answer the questions right, but you would still fail. That was the way politics was. So Chester Arthur became vice president at that point in America. And up until really only a few vice presidents ago, the position was rather uneventful. It's really with Walter Mondale under Ronald Reagan that the position actually rose in stature and has continued to rose. But it was rather a useless position, particularly in the 1800s. So nobody cared that Chester Arthur was in it. But then James Garfield was shot and left the presidency after three months. And during that time, it was actually James Blaine of Maine, my own Maine, who kind of ran the government. And he was the secretary of state. He was not the vice president. Um, and then Chester Arthur was made president. And if you go back and look at the newspapers, it was like the end of the world. Everybody knew he was paid off by Tammany Hall and that whole world. It was declared that Tammany Hall now owned America. That was it. There was no law, no justice, no order. It was over. We were done. It was absolutely like that was it. He became president. 
and actually started to crunch down on all that. He turned his friends away. He pissed off some people who he'd been tied to. And that was the end of that whole New York influence. Uh, he made the civil service exam legit. So you had to answer the questions and you didn't have to pay. And that that's the way it is today. Uh, and he was actually declared when he left office, I think after maybe one term, I don't know if he was a two-term president, he was actually declared one of the best presidents we'd had since I think before the Civil War. And he might be one of the great presidents. Nothing huge happened that has come down to the ages, so we've largely forgotten about him. But he's fascinating because here is a man who is predicted to be horrible. That was it. New York would now run America. Manhattan would run America. But he ended up becoming somebody very different who became his own man, to use the phrase. And so that's what I'm thinking with King Charles. We may know about him. We may think certain things. But the queen was there for so long that it's almost hard to predict what type of man King Charles III will be. So if you fear the future, that's my story of Chester Arthur, but also go back to the quote I read. Sometimes things can be, sometimes things can be debased, sometimes they can be whatever, but we have hope for the future. So I have hope for King Charles, and I wish him the best. Also, I know that about half my viewers are Indian or out of India on this forum and all the channels I broadcast on. And I love that. I see my soul as part of India, even if my blood in my hands goes back to the Germanic Empire and the British Empire. I see myself as part of India and I love India. I would love to go there. I recognize the history of the British Empire and India. And I recognize many of you may not want to turn in, sorry, tune in today. And you may not like the king, the queen, or whatever. And I 100% understand that. And I will confess that over the years, I have thought we should dump the monarchy. It does not have power. We should get rid of it. Move on. Let's dump the darkness and go to the light. And I, I've thought of this many times, like when the Gulf War was happening, who we did we hear about? It was George W. Bush and Tony Blair. We didn't hear about the queen. It was like she wasn't involved at all. It was all Tony Blair, Tony Blair. So you really get the feeling that the position is useless on some level. Yes, she has supreme power, but she doesn't really do anything with it on some level. The famous photo of the Yalta conference. Who do we have? Stalin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and Churchill. We have the supreme leaders of two countries and the second in command. No, no, no. Churchill was Churchill was leading that. Uh, as it is, a lot of people probably can't even tell you who was the monarch reigning during World War II. They have to think. They don't remember. Because that monarch wasn't there. And then later the photo changed and Harry Truman stepped in. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Stalin, the U.S. Secretary of the State, and Churchill. We had the three great leaders because the monarch just isn't powerful. So I have often thought, well, let's dump it. Let's dump it. And as it is today, it seems the only talk of the monarchy is about Meghan Markle and a lot of ghostwriters for her husband's book. 
and a lot of scandalous things he wrote. That's the best we can get out of the monarchy. <laughs> and then I think about it and go, no, we will never get rid of the monarchy because it is still, while small, it is still an empire tying many countries, the largest of those being Canada and Australia. And because those are all under the monarchy, they have a little money trail. You can go from one country to the other very easily. And I know the empire has a few other little holdings here and there, but this link up is very profitable and very good for business and very good for trade. And to let all those countries go and get rid of the monarchy. Oh, and let's not forget Wales and Scotland and Ireland. Sorry, I was just linking up the whole of Great Britain, but we have a bunch of little countries there to let all of them go would kill that money trail. And that's not going to happen because that is far too profitable of a thing. So we have to be honest, the world works based on money. So we'll never get rid of the monarchy, even if many of us kind of go wishy-washier, the blood is there, we can never forgive what they did, etc. So in that sense, because it's going to be there, we need to find hope for the future. We need to bless King Charles. And let me just tweak something on my computer. There we go. And um, we have to we have to move on. So in that feeling of moving on and in that feeling of hope, broadcasting today a episode in honor of King Charles III. And I'm going to honor him by chanting a very simple but often forgotten or ignored mantra. And I sort of hunted around for a mantra I thought was really good. And I found Om Kleem. And Om Kleem is, well, you may know the word Kleem. It comes up in other mantras. Uh, there's a Lakshmi mantra of, let's see, if I remember correctly, Om Kleem, sorry, I already messed up. Uh, Om Kleem Shreem Kleem. Maha Lakshmi Namaha. So it comes up like that. But it's a word that we, we're just not used to saying. I think many of us are not used to it. We're used to things like Hare Krishna or stuff that has seeped into our vocabularies. Om Shivaya or something. And this one just hasn't made it. But I thought it was a very good mantra for two reasons. And then we will chant it. First... It is calling upon, uh, you know, things. It's an attraction mantra. It brings things to you. And I thought that was a good blessing for the king today. Attracting things to him, positive vibes to him, positive people to him. For example, like the current prime minister, whose name I forgot, but I know he is a fellow Hindu, uh, attracting good vibes to him, like the lessons of Hinduism through his prime minister. <laughs> Sorry, in the moment, being jestful, but I'm also being honest, attracting things to the king as we move forward and however the way the world works. So that's the first reason I want to use this. The other reason is Om Kleem calls upon Durga or Kalima, it calls upon the Shakti, the feminine spirit. And I'm not saying that the king is feminine, not in the least, 
but we're coming out of a queen who ruled forever. <laughs> There's many people who who never saw this, who never who never saw her death, who just always knew her as the queen. And so we're coming out of a female uh, position of power now moving into male. So I felt that this mantra was a good one. It was a good a good thing to recognize the past and the present and we, as we move to this, this gender thing. There might be some other good reasons why this mantra is a good choice. There is actually a link in the description down below, which I found on just some random website on the things that this mantra offers. And and so you might find it interesting. Check out that link down below to read more about Om Kleem. Uh, and yeah. Um, other than that, I'd just like to say this is a profound historical event. You may hate the king. You may hate the monarchy, as I mentioned. But this is a profound historical event. The um, monarchy goes back to formally like 10-something um, 1060 or 1033 or whatever. I forget right now. And uh, that's, we're talking Middle Ages. Uh, if not, I don't know, when did, when did the Middle Ages officially start? Maybe pre-Middle, yeah, Middle Ages. What other position goes back that far? Now the Pope actually goes back farther. That's a big event too. That's a huge event. But that's lost some clout now that we're getting a bunch of old men. I know I'm going to see the death of St. Francis. We saw. I knew I would see the passing of St. Benedict. So we're not getting these old men. But after King Charles, we might have another young man, barring any extreme changes. So this w is a rare event, and it's very historical. So the Pope and then um, the uh, Emperor of Japan. The Emperor of Japan actually goes back. It's the oldest monarchy in the world. As far as we know, it goes back to just about you know, it goes back. <laughs> uh, and uh, they say to the beginning of the world. That's why I'm hesitating. But that for me is myth and whatever. He's not the sun god. The problem with the emperor of Japan is we took power away from that in World War II. It is no longer a powerful position. Japan is not a world mover and shaker like England is. Uh, or even like the Pope is on some level. So when Hirohito passed away, the world didn't go, uh-oh, 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 what's going on? It's not the same. It's not an empire. The Japanese empire is long gone. It's not the same. And if there's any other really, really, really old empires out there, I don't know, the king of uh, Thailand, the queen of Thailand, formerly Siam, they might be kind of old, but they're not movers or shakers. Uh, no one's worried about them if if something happens. So... We don't have very many positions that go back to the Middle Ages. Like I said, the Pope, King of England, and the Emperor of Japan. Most of the world is made up of rather new positions. Even Putin is only, that position is only a few decades old. That goes back to my high school, actually, the creation of that position. So we don't have much that reaches back in time. So this is a very profound moment. Good and bad. It's a rare, rare thing. And I, I find history fascinating in general. And, and so for me, this is just, just really cool. Really, really special. Good and bad. It, it's it's special. I'm going to take a drink. And then we're going to end this by chanting 108 rounds of Om Kleem. And as always, I do one extra so you can get the pacing of it.
just give me give me some coffee first. All right. Ah. <sighs> Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim. Om Klim, 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 Om Klim.
क्लीम ओम 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 क्लीम With this, I will say thank you for watching. All hail the king. I feel like we need some response from Johnny Lydon today, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. All hail the queen. <laughs> and uh, best to you. Thank you for watching. As always, this show is on BitChute and spotify with video anchor podcasts and i'm now working on getting it into rumble but their synchronization is a little slow it's getting there um i may not at this point i don't even know if everything will be on that channel or just the live streams we will find out but we're getting on rumble i know a lot of you might watch that and thank you genuinely genuinely mean thank you for watching me and uh Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Shri Swaminarayan, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Om Kleem.